Hey everyone, welcome to the Four Goats and a Mic podcast. My name is Ari Hale, and I am here today with my co-hosts, Bees, Tara, Jazz, and today we're going to talk about, oh damn, I already forgot the fucking question. <laughs> Jazz, what was the question? Oh, we're, we're going to start off with that one first? It was... Yeah. God damn it. Hold on. Some people started asking. They started asking more questions. I'm looking at just the, um it was what would we do different? Like yeah, right. if we could start over. start over, what would you have done differently from the beginning? All right. So someone asked if each of us started over, what would we have done different from the beginning? Um, but I think it'd be good for each of us to quickly give a little bit of context about maybe our last like the very brief synopsis of our little journeys, right? Like what we did, where we're at, how we got to where we at, we're at, blah, 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 where we're at. Um, so we're gonna let Tara go first. <laughs> okay, we'll let bees go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Hey, I'm stop bees, blowing everybody. smoke into the mic, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So, so I'm B's capital underscore SB on Twitter. Um, I started out as a software engineer and I did software engineering for a couple of years. Then I transitioned into overseas contracting. And um, now, you know, I try to spread financial literacy and try to help people get into the defense industry. Um, so, yeah, so that's me. Um, and where can people find that financial starter kit and the defense guide? Like, come on. <laughs> you can find the financial starter kit on uh online at financialstarterkit.com and then my defense industry guide you can find it at defenseindustry.guide that's the website um yeah i tweet about it all the time so if you just follow me i'm sure you'll see it too Bet. it'll be in the show notes too any links or resources we mentioned i'll make sure to put in the show notes all right <clears throat> jazz your turn oh boy uh <laughs> I don't know. My journey has been really crazy. I've, I've had like all sorts of jobs from working with nonprofits overseas. I lived overseas for a little bit to managing like tech programs at Stanford University. So I've always kind of been in tech somewhere or another. Um, I would say the last or last three years, I've really, I guess, became a official software engineer, I guess. Um, uh, I got a job working for an agency here in Portland, and then that kind of developed into lots of other things. But currently, right now, um, I work for a cannabis brand, um, and I am the dig digital marketing manager there. So tech, obviously, still is still in my life, but my journey was, has definitely been non-traditional, for sure. And Tara? Hold on, we're gonna unmute you. Gotcha. So I kind of started off uh, to keep it short in the restaurant industry. Uh, I was also like a real estate intern on the side. My sister is an agent and my aunt is a broker. So kind of worked with them and kind of got my my feet wet in, in, in the real estate industry. Um, for my day job, I actually work in the film industry. It's my dream job and I, I fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> I work as a set lighting technician in a grip. So I work in the film industry. I've worked on a couple of big projects. I'm kind of taking a break right now with everything going on. But, you know, it, 
it's allowed me to kind of focus on real estate investing in my mobile homes. So that's been been pretty fun. Um, I also founded a forstackersonly.com. So go check that out if you want some free knowledge. And the mobile home guide? Mobile home guide is on forstackersonly.com. Just click on the mobile home investing block. Hey, perfect. And then me, Ari, um, my handles on Twitter and Instagram are nerd nomad mom. And I would say I've only probably like recently had some type of, you know, success, maybe over the last like four or five years. I came from corporate managing a medical device company. I was in the hair and beauty industry before that when I lived in LA, worked for a hospitality company, and then um, stumbled into the world of digital marketing and online stuff, started as a VA for two years progressed from that. And, um, I would say about, it was either 2015 or 2016. I hit my first six figures, uh, working part-time, had a new baby. And then from there, um, I really started curating like a very free lifestyle. So I traveled around Asia for almost two years with like, as a single mom with my toddler, I sold my business, I've started new businesses, worked with new clients, built a brand. And so my experience is just kind of all over the place. I've been in and out of industries, but I would say my bread and butter is um, solving business, scaling and operations problems. And then I have a little bit of a knack for marketing as well. That's a little of my thing. Um, all right, so to answer this question, who wants to go first as far as what would you do differently if you had to start all over again? Go ahead. All right. So what I would do differently if I had to start over, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, stayed in the restaurant industry for so long. Um, what I did in the beginning was I worked in the restaurant industry, like kind of like a 40 hour job and I would just spend my money and I was making like really, really good money at the time to be 19 years old, making almost 200 bucks a day cash. You know, that's good money for a 19 year old with no real bills. So what I would do differently is I would have stacked that money and I would have worked a second restaurant job and been making like 300 a day, 400 a day and stacked all my money and started looking into what certs or different things that I could have got into. I would have definitely got into like um, home inspections, HVAC, uh, general contracting and like anything in real estate construction because I would have been able to go so much further than I am now because, you know, that's what my sister and my aunt were doing at the time. So I would definitely, definitely have been stacking my money and not, <laughs> not shopping every day at H&M and not going to the mall all the time, not being at Lennox. I was shopping every single day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Nothing I blew my money on in like my late teens, early twenties, mid twenties. Do I even like know what it was or do I have now to like look back at? I have at? one item my macbook <laughs> <laughs> that's it what about you bees um so for me i would have definitely i would have did like rotc in college that's the only thing for me when i look back i'm like dang i wish i would have did that just because of like the route that i took being a government contractor and um, doing all this overseas stuff. Sometimes there's some positions that they're only looking for people with specific military experience. And then on top of that, 
you get all the benefits. You get VA loans. I don't know how long you have to do. I don't know how many years you got to do to uh, keep TRICARE and stuff like that. But the VA loan benefits, I think you only need to do like six or eight years. So like, say if I started when I was in, I guess, college or high school, you know, I could have knocked that out. I probably would have been done with everything by the time I was maybe 25 at the latest, I guess. And, um, you know, I just think that's just long lasting benefits that you can't, I, I won't go back. Like, I'm not going to go back and try to join the military now. Um, but yeah, like VA loans and then benefits that you get for being a business owner, like they'll waive taxes for you, I think. And then like they'll waive all kinds of stuff if you're a veteran. So veterans get all types of perks that nobody else can get. So I wish I had veteran status. Um, oh, and then I wouldn't have spent so much money on Jordans back in the day. Like I spent so much money on Jordans. I had to sell like all of my shoes to, uh, I had to sell all my shoes to buy my first, my townhouse. So I ended up getting a check for, I think it was like, what, $2,300, something like that. And I mean, I, I could have kept that money for sure and invested it instead, so. What would you have invested in instead at the time? Cause you were also um, in crypto too, right? Yeah, I would have put it in Bitcoin. Like, cause I, I hadn't known about Bitcoin since, almost since it was first started. But I just like, I, I was real sketchy about it, didn't believe in it. But if I had like extra money, I would have at least put in a couple hundred dollars and it would have been worth a lot on that ride up, so. Definitely, I agree. <laughs> yeah. A couple hundred dollars in Bitcoin when I saw it, when it was $30 a coin. Right. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, um, what about you, Jazz? Um, I think, I mean, I was a pretty wild kid. Like, <laughs> I got, I just got stories for days of me just doing, like, things I just had no business doing just because I wanted to do them. <laughs> so, like, I think for me, I think I should have been a lot more focused on college, but in my head, I wasn't going to school. Like, I was like, fuck that. Like, what am I going to college for? To me, that was in my head. It was like, the only way I'm going to school is if, um, like I get like some sort of athletic scholarship, but I'm not about to just go to school. And that was like, <clears throat> that was sort of the proposition I had gave to my mom, but she was like, hell no, you know, you're going to school or whatever. Um, but I think if I would have been like more focused on my plan in college, I think I probably would have majored in something that was like tech related versus I had thought too many episodes of Law and Order had me thinking I was about to become a lawyer. So um, I just picked whatever major that I picked criminal justice because I felt like that aligned well with that. And I mean, tech was still like throughout that time, now that I think back on it, like tech was still in my life. Like I was still getting paid to do like basic ass WordPress websites then like in college, but I just didn't know like how does this turn into a career? To me, this was just like, people were just too lazy to do that themselves. And here I am, I just like to do this. And it was just like, whatever, of course, I'm gonna make a couple of dollars on that. I'm a broke college student. So like, I never thought to put two and two together, like ever. And I think that's probably like my biggest regret, because I definitely would have, whether it was like criminal justice or information technology, it would have been something like more tech related, because I think I would be at a much different position now so I would say that, um, and I probably wouldn't have came back to the U.S. I think I, I should have stayed abroad a bit longer, um, 
and kind of continue to develop relationships that way, especially since how globalized the world has become. I think I would have been at like a, a further, like a better advantage than most because I would have already just had those natural relationships or organic relationships with people all around the world. So um, definitely I would have majored in something tech and I probably would have, um, after I graduated college, I probably would have stayed abroad a lot longer than I did. Where would you have stayed, like, first choice? Uh, now, I think, well, then I probably would have stayed somewhere in South America because I was in Ecuador already, and I absolutely loved it. Um, uh -huh. There's a Black, like, community in, um, in Ecuador. Um, it's called Esmeralda. And I discovered that, and it was just, like, a dream come true. So I probably, maybe I'm thinking, I probably would have went to maybe Chile or I would have went to uh, Panama. But it definitely, I would have probably stayed, like, in South America, that area. I guess it's my turn. Yes, yep. it is. <laughs> I think there is a few things I would have done differently. Um, I would have stopped listening to family advice because even though their advice was well-intentioned, they weren't up to date with opportunity and technology and what was going on. So like I was one of those, um, like I built, I, I taught myself how to build my first website when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Uh, I got hired by some real estate agent for like two, 200 bucks to like build his website. And he was such an asshole. I hated the whole experience of it, but I continued to build out like my live journal, my MySpace profile, WordPress came along and I broke so many sites, but that's what taught me how to build sites. And then um, when I got accepted into college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But um, I, I enjoyed like computers and tech and like coding and stuff. But my family had talked me out of pursuing, you know, an infotech degree or info management or web development degree because they just, they didn't understand, right? Like the internet was fairly newish to them. And, you know, even like taking online classes, I was like, I can take the class online. They're like, no, it's not the same thing. It doesn't count like as well. And I was like, that's not true. My college is telling me it's the same fucking three credits. <laughs> no one's going to know the difference on the transcript. Um, you know, but I think that all, you know, from parents and family, that all came from a place of um, wanting to protect me and having like the best opportunities possible. Um, I dropped out of college because the 2018 recession hit. I, I was out of state tuition and my parents lost their house. So I was like, forget that. Like they wanted me to stay in school and I was like, fuck that. I'm going to work. Like I want to work. Um, what else? I think I would have followed what I wanted to do instead of going to college and um, pursue a career in like the beauty industry. I used to always want to be a makeup artist. I loved it. And I ended up spending that money anyway in out-of-state tuition. So I would have just gone to the beauty school um what else so many regrets at the my drink has hit me um not so many regrets but things I would do better but the things that like I fucked up put me in a position now to just for where I am and like to be able to talk to people about it but um my my grandmother and I were very close and she passed away when I was 15 and when I was 18 I received an inheritance from her for about like $25,000 and I blew it within a few months and I always felt like guilty and shame around that because I was like, damn, I could have been so much smarter, could have bought a house, like, you know, 
paid for paid off college, whatever the case may be. But looking back and like going through therapy and mindset coaching and stuff, I realized that I blew that money because I felt guilty receiving it. Like the only reason why I got this was because someone so close to me died and passed away. And it was almost like, I want to do everything I can to get rid of it because like, I, I felt like I didn't earn it. And it almost felt like dirty to have the money because somebody died. Right. But now that I'm a mother <laughs> and older and wiser, you know, like, well, I'm, I'm going to put things in place for Silas also. So he can't blow it and he can make smarter decisions. But if anything were to happen to me, I would want Silas to have that money and to like prosper and have some better guidance. Um, what else? And then, you know, like, as y'all said, like I would have worked a lot more. I already work a lot. I would have worked a lot more, especially before having a kid. Cause your time gets cut like to 25%. I would have worked a lot more all the time. I would have saved everything possible, had roommates, like just <laughs> thug it out for like a good five, six years to stack and put myself in a better position. And I would be smarter about my relationships and the men that I dated. Cause I spent a lot of money on men, like trying to be cool. Like, no, I got it. It's fine. We'll split it, blah, blah, blah. And that wasn't always reciprocated to me. like. Never mind, I'm going to keep that out of it. <laughs> that wasn't always reciprocated to me. And so when I look back and think of like, damn, I spent a hell of money on dudes where like, I have nothing to show for it. I could have put that at least in the bank and had some savings, you know, or put that away for my kid. And so um, I'll wrap this up. But I think the last thing I would do is um, I would take the advice and implement it from the people who were doing or had the things that I wanted to do right? So I always had, I kind of always had this attitude of like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you haven't been 18, 19 in so long. It's different now. You don't know. And really like I did receive some sound advice that like I didn't pay attention to. I didn't heed. And that also would have helped me to put, helped to put me in a much better um, position. And then I think business-wise, I would have started building like an email list right away and whatever new social media platform came out, I would have hopped on it and learned it and try to build an audience there right away. So like YouTube, right? Like so many people made bread on YouTube when Instagram first came out, Facebook, all that stuff. And I just always had this attitude of like, eh, that's new. That's different. I'm not sure, whatever. And then hop in too late. And it's just like, damn, could have ate so much more if I got over myself and just was an early adopter and figured out the platform. That YouTube money is crazy. I still Man. think that whole thing is, is, is crazy that, like, I can monetize my entire life. You, you mean to tell me it's people out there that would tune in to see what I do day to day and I can make money off that? I think that's insane. Like, I'm, like, super dinosaur when it comes to YouTube. For the longest time, I still thought you could only just watch music videos on YouTube and maybe, like, how-to videos. Like, I knew about that. But, like... All the other things that I've seen like evolve from YouTube that obviously I've just been in the dark about, I think is insane. But I wanted to your point though, Ari, like if you're young right now, if you're listening to this, save your freaking money. Like I know it's like, oh, everyone says save, like whatever, whatever. But um, I was listening to Hugo. I think he did a live like yesterday or two days ago. And he, and someone said, or he said, he had a, he made a good point where convenience is a tax. So if you're young right now, you're probably working in a job you don't like, and you probably can't quit it. Why? 
because you don't have any money saved up or anything like that to kind of fall back on and that's what I mean like even if it's like $25 a check or $50 a check whatever you can manage I'm telling you save your money because you're going to get to a point in your life where you can only make decisions that you can only make decisions if you have you're prepared for it put it like that like you're going to get to a point where it's just like you, you you may not like the job that you're in or maybe you do like your job and you don't feel like you're being valued and you want to go maybe to another position but transferring or leveling up to that next position might cost in in some way whether it's like financially or emotionally whatever and you have to be prepared for that so like definitely i think financially i'm not gonna sit up here and act like i've always been good with money i still think i'm terrible with money but the biggest thing that i think that i wish i would have done especially when i was you know i was living like this digital nomad life for quite some time the the one thing I always think about was like, damn, I should have saved like way more money because I would have been able to do so much more. But I mean, obviously, when you're young, you're going to make you're going to make silly decisions. And all of us, as you see, like in hindsight, when you think about it, we probably wouldn't be the people that we are today if we didn't do foolish things. But what I would say, though, for sure, always have what people call like a fuck you fund. Build that up. Because you're going to get to a point where you're going to want to say, fuck this or fuck you. And you got to be prepared to really do that. Don't follow this bullshit like, oh, if you hate your job, quit tomorrow. And you got a penny in your bank account. Like, no, you got to have some money to do this. You got to have money to make boss moves. So like you call yourself a boss or you call yourself whatever it is. You better be preparing right now to be that person when it's time to make decisions and it's time to make moves. So save your money. Like, I'm not saying don't have fun but definitely build up that fund, like definitely build up that fuck you savings. So when it's time to make boss, boss moves, you can do them with ease. And that's what I definitely would say about that. Or like when there's a global pandemic or a recession (laughs) and you have no choice and your job is just like, yeah, we're, we're closing up and you're going home. Right. Like think we don't think about those things because they're not new. They're, we haven't experienced them, right? But a bunch of us, the four of us, I know for sure for the over a year have been telling Twitter, save your money, right? Things are looking like they did in 2007, 2008, where you know, we're trending that way again. Save your money, skill up, get your certification, steady. Put the work in right now so that when shit pops off and shit always pops off, right? Humans are you can always count on humans to fuck something up and, mm-hmm. you know, stir shit up, shake things up. When shit pops up, pops off, you'll be prepared, right? You, you have the skills, you have the certs, you can keep your job or pivot somewhere else, right? You stacked your skills. Like we've talked to you guys about. So like the likelihood of you being let go is going to be less because, well, okay, I can code, I can project manage, I can do X, Y, Z. We're going to keep them right and then everyone else can go. And then you have your cash where if the conditions are too hard or something's on sale and cheap, you can buy it, you can make moves, but you can't get there unless you save your cash. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you gotta make smart, Ugh, I, I should have made smarter decisions for sure. 
100%. Yeah, because I mean, there's definitely people sitting out there right now. There's people that's on two sides of this coin. There's people out there that's like very worried about are they going to be able to pay their bills? Are they going to be able to, uh, you know, are they going to keep their job? Are they going to be able to find a job? They don't know. And then there's other people on the other side of the coin that are looking at it like, wow, houses are about to be cheap. Uh, things are about to be cheaper. I can, you know, I'm going to be able to, you know, set myself up. That way, you know, I can basically make more money in the long run. So you just have to set yourself up in the long run. That way you can be that person on that side of the coin rather than the person that's like, I, I can't pay my rent. You know, we're only six weeks in and I have zero dollars. That's why we say six months of emergency savings because like me personally, they came up to us and told us, hey, tomorrow is our last day. The CDC says, you know, we have like almost 300 people on set every day. We can't work anymore. You know, there's some people that had money and there's some, some of my coworkers that are like struggling right now and they only have unemployment. They didn't have any savings or anything. So you just have to be prepared for any situation, whether it's a pandemic or a recession or your company shutting down. You never know what happens. Right. Yeah. And please make no mistake though, because I know people like to, I know y'all are a part of LLC Twitter. That ain't me. I just do my own thing. <laughs> But make no mistake, we're not talking for people that, because I understand that there's people that are supporting their entire household, and I get that. Like, maybe mm -hmm. you don't even have an option to save. I totally get that. Like, I'm not, I feel like any of our remarks or suggestions on here is, we're definitely not saying, like, oh, you should be saving, you know, someone that's, like, just not really in a position to really do that. Like, it's not, it's not to, like, belittle you or anything like that. Like, I'm talking to the people that got it. I know the people that spend money, like every, like it's jokes online about how people spend money foolishly. Like I think one meme that I think about, like it'll be like my bank account has $9 in it. And then my friend calls me to go out for drinks and you on the way. I'm talking about people like that. Like you're just, just being like silly with your money and you shouldn't be, especially like Ari said in the time, like now, like now reveals like, why people preach like save 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 and how important it is but i'm gonna let I, I cut off b so i'm gonna let my bad i'm gonna let you talk no no it's all good yeah i mean i think that if people save they wouldn't be falling for this cash app scam right now you wouldn't right. be trying to turn a hundred dollars into eight hundred dollars if you money <laughs> all these years or even just all of last year like if you save 10 percent of your money like just just look at how much you make and how much you made last year do you have at least 10% of that in the bank account, like in your bank account right now? Like, so if you made 50,000, do you have 5,000 in your bank account right now? You know, you just got to look at it like that. And how long have we been working? Like a lot of people are either almost 30 or close to 30. You've been working for at least 10 years. Like think about how much money you have. If you saved at least 10% of your money for the last 10 years, you will have a good amount of money. Like, I don't care how much money you make, like whether you make, you know, 30,000, 40, 50, 60, 100,000, you're going to have a good amount of money if you save 10% for the past 10 years, all the years you've worked. Like, you just got to make it a habit. Like, people don't understand how big it is to create habits of just saving money. It, you don't have to save for something. Just save because you're paying yourself first. Like, you should always want to have money in your bank account. You pay your bills first. You pay everybody else first. But like when, at the end of the day, what do you have left in your bank account for yourself? Mm -hmm. if you got nothing left. You just working, in my opinion, for nothing because you're never going to be able to really have that fuck you money like Jazz was talking about. You're never going to be able to do that. 
Like you just never know. Like with this pandemic, it it just up and came, and everybody was like, "Okay, go home." Like mm-hmm. I was supposed to be leaving to go over to the Middle East. Literally had my flight and everything. I was going to be leaving. They they had changed my flight. I was supposed to be leaving Saturday. They were like, "Hey, can you leave tomorrow?" I was like preparing everything to leave tomorrow. They were like, "Scratch that, cancel it." They might be laying y'all off. Like they were about to lay us off because of the coronavirus, and we were literally about to leave and go over to the Middle East. Like it's that crazy. So you know, thankfully they put me on some other work just to have until I deploy. So I'm gonna be leaving in a couple of weeks. But like, if it wasn't for them saying like, "Hey, you know, you've been with the company for a while. We're just gonna keep you on, keep you on payroll till you get over," they would have laid me off. But either way, I wasn't worried. Like. I went three months without working before the coronavirus. So I really wasn't worried. I didn't work at all. I didn't really care. So I was just going to sit at home and just keep doing what I do always, like, you know, be on Twitter, promote my businesses, uh, spread my financial starter kit, all that. Bag Um, talk bees. (laughs) You know, bag (laughs) talk bees. Chilling. So to me, I was like, okay, cool. I could just focus on my other stuff more. But, you know, then they came and said I could do that. But you just got to, you got to be prepared. Like, you, Uh it don't matter where you at. You could be a director. You can be a CEO. I've seen directors Mm -hmm. get laid off. And they give them like a 30-day notice, but they still getting laid off because they messed up something on the program. Like, it don't matter where you at. You can get laid off at any time. You got to make sure your money's right. So speaking of money, speaking of money and being okay, I think I want to assume that all of us are not stressed and tripping about our money right now. Because from what I know about all of us, we have a few lanes and bags to, Mm -hmm. you know, where we're okay, right? At minimum, we're all okay. We're all going to eat, be sheltered, have food, and be all right. So, but I want to bring like awareness to the audience uh, with like our different revenue streams and what's possible and what we're doing and we don't have to get like specific about numbers and stuff if you're not comfortable with that but I do want to talk about like the different ways that we generate revenue so definitely definitely Uh, I'll go ahead and start so let's see Uh, my day job is uh canceled at the moment but uh we have a (laughs) we have like a relief fund that it's almost like a basically an unemployment that we pay into and since we make a substantial amount of money it's it's pretty decent pretty decent unemployment check as you would call it and it lasts for a really long time so i have that um i own five mobile homes currently and I'm looking for a mobile home park to buy, actually. <laughs> it's like seller finance, something on the smaller side. Oh, but, uh, oh, oh. I mobile homes and I rent those out. And I'm also looking to uh, get m- more into like other different lanes and more like online stuff because I do love online digital sales. Thanks to Ari and Karima. They got me like hooked on all this like funnel stuff. So, you know, I have uh, for stackers only and I have been building email list it's like over six thousand people right now and that's been pretty fun just even just sending out emails and talking to people and just kind of seeing what they like and running for stackers only online the community has just grown like started a facebook group like i think not even two months ago like a month ago we've got over a thousand people in the facebook group and you know they're actually engaging and so it gives me a great insight into like what people are into as far as like you know hustling and what different lanes they want to get into. So I have that as well. You know, I invest in real estate. That's my 
<laughs> I love it. So uh, ever since I basically uh, talked to B last year, I've been hooked on like, you know, wholesaling and just getting into that kind of uh, real estate. And then I took a course from Nita. So I do wholesale uh, as well when I can. And just for the simple fact that I've been at home since the middle of March, I've been able to just like run through lists and, you know, talk to people, get out and look at houses. And, you know, it's just been amazing to have another income stream and have rental income coming in, have other stuff going on to where I lost my, my day job, my main income for a little bit, but I still have other stuff that coming in that, you know, is just about equal to what I'm making at my day job. So save your money, multiple income streams. I was just going to say, like B said, she had what, three months off. You said B's, I think you said you had three months off at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I was off for three months from, um, October 27th all the way to January 20th. Yep. So at one time I was working in the restaurant industry and I, my foot started hurting. Right. So I go to the doctor and the doctor's like, you need to have foot surgery and stay home for three months. What do I do? I had emergency savings saved up and I was able, and I had insurance through the job. I was able to get foot surgery, but if I didn't have that emergency savings, I would have just had to like thug it out because you know, who's going to sit at home for three months with their foot in a, in a cast basically. So everybody saving money you never know what's going to happen to you your foot can start hurting out of out of nowhere you might need foot surgery <laughs> that's the crazy thing about life though you never know you never know what's gonna happen and it it's literally you wake up one morning you're fine a few hours later you go to the doctor and they're like yeah you can't work and you and you have to have surgery mm -hmm. like that's real shit I spent or me. 14 but weeks at home watching netflix <laughs> chilling reading books i mean I, and i'm so glad i spent a lot of time on youtube university mm. <laughs> a lot of time on there and i learned about a lot of different lanes so people yes. start watching music videos and start watching other shit <laughs> hey, and it's not video. it's not all day nothing either like, i love music videos too but like <laughs> 50 50 if you go do a music video watch something informative afterwards that's why I always, I think it's interesting why people get so tight on Twitter. Like no one is saying you can't have fun and like have your vices and watch your music videos. All we're saying is dedicate some of that time each day that six hours you're sitting in front of the TV and maybe take 15 to 30 minutes and do something that's going to make you smarter, more skilled, or just better all around. Like shit, learn something new. But like, I wouldn't even say it's about balance, just like diversify what you're doing, you know? And anyway, who wants to go next? But I think even that's a process though, because people will counter you, Ari, and be like, yeah, but I don't know what I want to do. But even that's a process, like no one Nobody can knows. you through to like that realization. Like that's even gonna, like if, you, if, you're, if you're a person sitting at home, like I don't really know what I want to do, understand that figuring out what you want to do is also going to be a process before you get to, you know, buying courses and, and mm -hmm. booking consultations and, and things like that. Like you may be really at ground zero, which is okay. Cause you know, you have the beautiful thing of google.com and you can literally spend hours on there trying to figure it out. And if you're at that point where you're like, I don't know what I want to do. Well, start with what do you think you want to do and start from there. And then slowly you'll realize whether or not you like, you actually like whatever you're, you know, whatever you're pursuing, or maybe you don't. And then you go back to 
to square one. And that's what I'm saying, that it's a process. Like, no one's going to be able to, no DM, no matter who you DM, they're not going to be able to, you know, walk you through what that's going to be like for you. I think everyone is completely different. And I think you should really embrace that journey, enjoy that journey, but really understand that it's re- that's also a process in itself, figuring out what it is that you want to do. You know where people get fucked up, where I think they get fucked up, is all this damn research that they're doing, right? Right. And so there is value in figuring out what you don't like doing also. That's right. valuable. Yep. And that's part right. of your process and journey to help you move forward. So with me, like this whole podcasting thing, right? Literally within a few minutes, I started my individual one. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to record a couple questions. Keep it simple, light, easy. I'm not, I don't, I don't need to research all this shit, how to start a podcast, how to, mar- how to market it, how to like get right. sponsors. No, all I need to do is record my first damn episode and then show it to people, right? Yeah. With us. People never get started. It's so right. annoying. Exactly. With, with us, Tara, we said, hey, let's do this. And I didn't even ask, uh, no, B said, all right, well, don't talk about it. We need to get the website, the social media, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Say less. <laughs> we moved so fast to just get that yeah, shit secured. <laughs> we moved so quick like it wasn't we we didn't have a single conversation about well how long are we gonna do this and how is it gonna work and how is it gonna go literally i was like are y'all available tomorrow at this time that okay perfect like we'll handle the rest we hopped on and started like what the fuck are we gonna talk about we don't know right it didn't stop shit that we're doing. No one researched anything. We uh-huh. literally just took action, got started. And so I think for like, when you're exploring and researching, that's cool. That's fine. I still don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life, what my passion is, all that shit, whatever. Like, I like making money, eating and taking naps pretty much. Right. So anything that will fund that and make me do more of that, I'm cool. I'm fine. But when I'm looking at other interests and things, my only goal, my only thing to figure out as far as like how to do it is what's the first step I need to take. And then I'll figure out the rest of it from there. But all this, like, I'll look into that. I'm researching. <laughs> what I feel like start with one thing though. Like yeah, people ask for sure. you, all of us all the time, like, what do you think, what do you suggest I start with? And it's like, okay, I'll tell you, start with this. I'll, I'll just say like free cold camp. And then I'll see like two weeks later, you're asking someone else, what do you suggest I start with? Like, did you start wow. yet? That's what I'm saying. That's like, why I don't answer. How do you That's why I don't answer anymore. The did you give some time? was no good when you didn't even use it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what a lot of people don't realize is like, you're not going to just go somewhere and start something and just get it on that first try. And right. Right. It's not going to happen like that. Like, we all probably didn't start just doing one thing and like, oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm Like, as B said, she was like, she was software engineering. She was like, I'm not doing this forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> but it's like, you just got to figure out what you, just make your moves. Like, I'm not going to be doing, you know, just single uh, mobile home rentals forever. I plan on moving to other things. And like, you just, you do what works and you make your money and you keep learning and you find out new things. You know, I may... Uh, start doing something else in in real estate and realize, oh shit, I'm, I really like doing this. I want to do this. I'm, I just want to be a, a a private lender, or I would just want to work with the banks, or I just want to do this, or I just want to own right. this kind of property. I still That's don't such know a good because point, I haven't been exposed to it. That's such a good point. I think people think that just because I start something or I had interest mm-hmm. in it, I have to do it for the rest of my life, and. It's your life. You create your rules. So for myself, I give myself permission to say, 
if I don't want to do it anymore, if I don't like it, I have permission to change my mind and do something else or look for something else or explore something else. Right. Right. As long as I put in effort and I tried it, I gave it my all, no matter how many days, months, year, whatever it may be, when I know that I'm over it and I don't enjoy it anymore. And it's like sucking up my energy and my time. Like it's cool. I, I got what I needed to get from that experience. It's time to move on to something else. And that is perfectly okay. Yeah, see, look, I think that's like the old school way of thinking. I don't know if it's been just passed down to so many people. Like, people think it's like, whatever you start, you got to do you it forever. It, right. Like, right. like a career. Like, you know, old school back in the day. You're going to start this job as a firefighter, and you're going to be a firefighter until you're 65. Like, right. you know, it doesn't work like that. When you're trying to figure out what you like, you can start it, maybe even fail, and be like, okay, yeah, I, I don't like that. And you're going to figure mm-hmm. out what exactly you don't like. That's why I tell people all the time in my consultations, the people who have no idea what they want to do, you need to start researching and think about your personality and see, okay, will I even like what this type of career field entails or this type of investing entails? Like some, some people like hands-on investing, some people like hands-off investing. So if you don't want no headaches, you might not want to do something that's going to have you so involved with the day-to-day business. Like that's not a type of investment you want to work like, or that you want to invest in, you know, um, you might want to go with something that's hands off. Like maybe you want to do dividend investing. Like you want to invest into dividend stocks and then you just get money every month. Or uh, once you get enough money, get into private equity investing where you're giving somebody money, you get back a percentage every month or percentage over time. Like, you know, you just have to know yourself. I feel like people don't take enough time to figure out who they are before they start asking other people what they should do. Like, if you don't know who you are, I really can't help you because I I can't write. Yeah. I don't know what you like. So if you can't tell me what you like, I can't help you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what you like and you don't have hobbies and you have no interests, pick up books, hop on YouTube, like, mm-hmm. just start that's researching. That's the process. Start, start the researching. Process start it out. But most people, they don't want to go through that process of figuring it out. They, they rather me do it or someone else do it. It's like, I can't do that for you. Right. Cause I guarantee right. if I give you like, you know, verbatim, step-by-step step what I did at some point, you're going to be like, well, I don't like this. I don't want <laughs> right. to do that because you're uh-huh. not me. Like exactly. What do people, what do people say? Like your superpower, what is being you? Cause there's no one else in the world like you, like really embrace that and understand who you are and what it is that you want to do. And that's a journey. Like, please understand that's a journey. Like you're not going to flip through some books in a week and be like, Oh yeah, this is blah, blah, blah. Like it's going to be a process and you got to be able to be willing to go through that process. But like thinking someone's going to lay it out for you, it's just not going to work like that. Just go look at some hobbies, man. I'll be telling people, get on Google. Go Google hobbies. What are you asking right, me? Yeah. Like, where do I look up this? I'm like, exactly right. what you just asked me. Put it go in Google. It in Google. <laughs> because you got to have your own little information journey. Like, you got to click on your own links. Like, when I put shit in, like, and I'm, like, trying to, like, research something, like, I'll type something in and I'll click the link at the bottom of the Google results page or in the middle of the Google results page. Somebody else might click a different link and find a whole different lane that they, they want to get into. And it's just like, that's the way you got to do it. I can't tell you everything that I'm looking at. Cause you're just going to have a profile that's me and you're not really going to stick to it. And like, like want to actually look into all this stuff because you're not actually interested in all this stuff. Yeah. The good shit yeah. doesn't even start till page three of Google. <laughs> like you gotta go deep 
You got to go deep. Yeah, and you got to get on, like, forums. You got to go on other sites, like, other little yep. social networks. You got to join groups. And, like, when people talk about stuff and you don't know what they're talking about, don't just keep scrolling. Like, mm-hmm. take what they're talking about and put it in Google and figure it out. They're like, oh, they're talking about this. I've done that plenty of times on Twitter, just being nosy in people's conversations, just looking at their, like, oh, I just bought this computer or it's the best this. You know, I just did this. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, I'll just go look it up on my own and just take a month and all. Like, oh, that's really cool. And I've been introduced to stuff just by that. To go on Reddit, (laughs) go on Facebook, look at what other people are talking about. Go look at groups that you're not usually in because you're not going to find anything new in the same groups that you're always in. It's just not going to happen. So we've been on over an hour. So I want to make sure we all answer the question and then wrap it up. I'm tired. Oh, Oh, lady. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to go, bees? Oh, what's what's the question? Just what are our revenue streams? Like, oh. <laughs> where, where are we pulling in money from? Oh, okay. So I pull in money from my nine to five, um, government contracting, overseas contracting. Um, and then I pull in money. I have one real estate investment. I uh, have Giftize. I actually, I don't take any money from my app at all. So, I mean, it's there, but I don't take any money from it. Um, I have my book, Financial Starter Kit. Uh, I have my defense industry guide. And I think that's everything. Well, I have stock investments too, get a little bit of dividends returns. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much my investments and my streams. T? I already went. It's jazz. Oh. So, <laughs> so uh, like everyone else, I have a nine to five. Um, I actually was in drop shipping way back in like 2013. Um, so I still make money off of that, but I don't own um, that business anymore, but I still make money from there. Um, I freelance on the side. So I do quite a few things, um, whether it's like web development or like digital marketing strategies. Um, I have quite a few clients that like I've had for almost like a year and a half now. Um, so I get money there that way. And then I also, I get new clients here and there just depending on like, you know, what the project is. And, and then I get like a little bit of money from, um, Shopify. They have a residual income that, um, Shopify partners can own, can earn, um, if you develop on there. So I get, um, some money that way. And I think, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. And then for me, um, I do, I'm very service-based. So a lot of people are like passive income, this, this, and that. I don't mind doing service stuff because I like working. I like working with my clients who do like operations, automation, project management, business management, um, stuff like that. I have a coaching program with people from my list. I have affiliate sales. I have a course. Um, What else? I think that's it. Affiliate sales, my course service clients, coaching clients, oh, consultations, and then, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I, I forgot to say I do consultations too, so, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I was like, I got consults. <laughs> I mean, the key is to have a lot, really, just have a lot. You want to forget. Yeah. 
I mean, and I still want to grab more. I don't know what that is. I just kind of let things like come to me and flow. I can definitely monetize my email list way better and like increase my income that way. Mm-hmm. Be better as far as like monetizing social media and being more consistent with like the content I put out and my calls to action and stuff. But, you know, it's a balance all in due time. Well, any parting words? Or are we going to hop off? <laughs> oh, I have something I want to say. Yeah. Um, it's okay to like be curious. People need to start being curious again. And then also yeah. just because you see one person doing something doesn't mean it's for you. Stop hopping from new things every other week. You're moving on to something new. Stay consistent for, I mean, try something out for at least three, four weeks. So, you know, just stop hopping on this other people's waves and stuff just because you see everybody else doing it. Mm-hmm. They might not even be making any money from it. Anything you're doing to see like any type of like real success and money is going to take six to 12 months of consistent work and action in that thing for it to pay off and to see like the fruits of your labor. So every time y'all hop to something new and something else, you're starting that process all the way over from day zero, right? Yep. So, you know, if there's something you want to try, write it down, put it in a sauna or whatever it is, but just fucking commit to, all right, I'm going to keep doing this current thing I'm doing. I'm going to stay focused and do it until I'm miserable and I absolutely hate it or until I get a result. Exactly. Just that simple. And most people that you probably see that if they're legit, I know, I can't believe how many people are scamming or whatever, (laughs) but anybody that's legit that you see that are probably successful and maybe something that you think that you might want to do, they put in like time to be that good this is not they took a Mm -hmm. course and in 30 days they had a six-figure income like please understand like I keep stressing like everything is a process like a lot I I just noticed a lot of people they really buy into the the idea that like oh especially when it comes to like coding like learning to to code if you want to you know do web development or software engineering like they buy into oh you just take this course and in 90 days or whatever weeks that they say now that's that's it and that's not it if you really look at the data if you really break down a lot of these things talk to these people that go through these processes that by the time they get to a job they really put in like some work so understand like if you want this level of success it's not going to be in 30 days I'm sorry to tell you that that's not what's going to happen like this is something that you're really going to have to continue to work on so that's going to be another thing like as you go through that, you'll, you'll learn, like, is this really something that you want? And if it is, then you'll, you know, you'll go the distance. And if it's not, you won't, but like trying to hop onto everything that you see that's, that's popping on Twitter. That's not the move. Like if the people that you see that are successful in it, and if they're like legit, like I said, they put in the time and the research and whatever that you also have to do. Like you can buy their courses and everything, but there's still going to be work, sweat equity that you're going to have to put in. There's no shortcuts. I don't think a lot of people see that. (laughs) There's no shortcuts. You're going to fuck up. You're going to lose money and make Mm -hmm. mistakes. Like, no matter what you do, you're going to lose money. But, and you're going to fail, right? But through losing money, through failing, you learn invaluable lessons. You get experience. You can monetize your failures (laughs) and your losses, Right. right? You can tell people like, hey, you know, I can tell you everything you can't and shouldn't do when it comes (laughs) to that. (laughs) That's hella valuable. So it's like, 
I don't know what's up with like even our generation and younger where we're so afraid to like fuck up and make a mistake that we don't do anything where that's what you need to be doing more of, right? You need to be fucking up making mistakes and losing money so that you get closer to getting your result at all. Yeah. Yeah. People haven't failed enough. You're too scared to try anything. So you never take Mm -hmm. action. Don't be afraid to fail. It's okay. Run to it. Okay. That should be and your goal. And it's not even just failing. It's like, don't be afraid to hit them roadblocks. Like, you're going to hit a lot of right. roadblocks. Like, right. I took B's wholesaling course and got my first wholesale deal and then didn't get another deal for, like, months. <laughs> it happens. Like, don't be afraid to hit roadblocks and be, like, oh, stumped. Like, okay, I got to really work through this. You know, it's just, it just, that's the only way you're going to be able to uh, have that experience is by working through those robots and those uh, obstacles. But what was the process before you got that first deal? Did you get your first deal in 30 days? In 30 days? Let's <laughs> see. March. Not 30 days, more like 45 days, but I can't be the test for that because I've been in real estate since I was 17. And he just explained the process to me. And once he sent over like the contracts and like the step-by-step, I was able to put everything together. But so you've been in real estate like, since you were 17, right? How old are you now? I'm 27. It took <laughs> 10 years for you to be able to get a deal basically in 30 well, days, right? Nine years. Or whatever <laughs> amount, or whatever the amount, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's like, it's it's like a long ass time. And I mean, I was already working in like property management and like helping out my sister and my aunt with their company. But it's like, I didn't know how to wholesale. He had to like teach me the process of wholesaling, right. but like, I wasn't new to reading wholesale contracts. You never read right. a wholesale. I mean, if you never read a, a real estate contract before, you're going to be stumped. Like, you're going to be right. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew how to read the contract. So I read the contract and I was like, this makes sense, you know? And then he was just like, yeah, just go do this. But then I'm even not- after that, like, it took me a little bit. I was like, okay, I got to get on the phones. And I didn't really like cold calling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it happens. I want everyone to walk away from this episode and start taking action towards your first failure if you haven't had one already. Right. Go get that first L out the way. Look forward to the other ones because they're coming. And honestly, your only real failure is staying stagnant or never trying, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I swear. I think with all of us, it's safe to say, if you approach us and hit us up and say like, hey, I tried X, Y, Z, or I tried this and I fell on my ass and I failed, I'm pretty sure whatever lane it is, whoever you hit, they're more likely to help you because we at least saw like, damn, okay, they at least tried. I have something to give them feedback on and to review and look over. So you know what? Cool. I'm in a good mood. Let me help Mm -hmm. them out. Give them some game. Give them some advice. Tell them how I would approach it. And then you keep moving. You keep going. And failing is not giving up after two weeks. Don't say, oh, I failed at that (laughs) because you stopped doing it. Or you didn't even really do it. You just looked into it and then you didn't really like, oh, it's not working out for me. No, that's not failing. You got to actually go out there and do something and then get hit with a roadblock mm-hmm. and then turned away. That's actual right. failing. Right. Yeah. Like, don't talk to me until you've hit up like 100 people and they all told you no. Mm-hmm. Right. At right. that point, we can look at the data and say, all right, well, how are you talking to them on the calls? What days mm-hmm. of the week are you talking? What times are you calling? What are they saying when you're talking to them? Right. Mm-hmm. You're giving me something to work with so I can help you improve. But if you say I download the I downloaded a list and called 20 people, I'm gonna tell you to get the fuck out of my face. Like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right. 
So we get 100, 100 attempts and then hit up somebody for help. There you go. And if you, if you, if you disrupt somebody, because that's essentially what it is, right? You disrupt somebody, ask them for help, they reply to you and give you help, take action on it. Even if you're not sure, right? Just take action on it, right? Pay that back, you know, reciprocate, take action on it, report back with results, or hey, rock with someone else and say, all right, I did this, I failed. I talked to so-and-so, they had me do this, that didn't work, so, you know, can you help me out? Can you help me break this down and look at this? Uh -huh. Sure, no problem, bet. All right, y'all, I'm preachy. <laughs> <laughs> real. Yeah, um, so make sure you follow us. Um, you can, whenever we have a new episode, we're gonna send you an email, so you can sign up for that at fourgoatsandamike.com. It's all spelled out, there's no numerical uh, values in there. And then on basically Twitter and Instagram, it's the number four goats with an S, the number one, and then Mike. <laughs> and that's where we're at on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and yeah, you know, send us questions. We need more shit to talk about. And definitely follow everyone. I'll put everyone's links and shit in the show notes. Okay. Well, I don't know when we're going to do this again. <laughs> I mean, it's, what is it, Sunday? We can go, come back next Sunday? Yeah, yeah. if y'all, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we could do that. All right. So we'll at least have one more episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, we're out. Stay safe, stay right. healthy, stay inside, damn it. <laughs> so we can have the rest of our year and, yeah, you know, take action. Uh, hit that first failure, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Deuces. See ya.